All right, let's wrap it up with a little check in the old parcel post, Pat's parcels, mailbag, questions from the Foxborough faithful, the mad fans of Patriots Nation, Andy. And we begin, we have some Facebook and Twitter questions. Patrick Williams asks, gentlemen, how confident are you that talent will come through the draft given the hit or miss nature of the last few drafts? Or will you? do you believe the most impactful players will come via trade and free agency this offseason? I think the most impactful players will come in free agency. Um, mm. They should, because if you spend the kind of money I think they're going to spend on at least one or two, you should expect, as Robert Kraft uses the phrase, return on investment right away. Mm -hmm. There should not be a, a developmental. Roy. Yeah, there should be no developmental period or um, acclimation period beyond a week or two, whatever it may be. So I, I would say free agency or trade. But that said, the 14th pick, whoever it is, assuming they make it, I guess they could trade down. But assuming they make it. Don't F it up. Don't F it. And he better be out there and contributing and playing that like, the new NFL yeah. means players play faster, have more early impact in their careers. It's part of the way business is done. So 14 better contribute too. I like the drafts of the past two seasons. Uh, I heralded what a good draft they had last year when all 10 players selected in the 2022 draft played in the Cleveland game. Then we had some issues with your strangers and Thorntons and Strongs and Harris's and beyond as the season progressed. I was roundly critiqued on the website, the broadcast waves by you, of course, present company included. <laughs> I would like to point out, as I did previously, that the Kansas City Chiefs probably had one of the top drafts last year, and that contributed significantly to their ability to get back to the top of the mountain with safeties and receivers and running backs, people with immediate oh impact. Oh, my. Uh, and the Pats need to do just that as well. I'm with you because if Robert Kraft is upset about the fact that they haven't won a playoff game in now four seasons, and they've had several years to inject youth. I'm sorry, did you say youths? To put plenty of youths on both sides of the football. Bill, go spend money the right way. Don't have one of your giant splashy off seasons where you overpay for tight ends and receivers and every other position. Go get one or two guys that can make a difference right now on this football team. Get your ass back in the playoffs, and let's see what happens. So I'm with you. I think the more impactful players will come this year via free agency. At Uncle Buck 617 Quick one. Is Ramondre Stevenson already a top 10 running back in the NFL? Yes. Without having actually looked at the list to make sure mm -hmm. he's not like 12. But I mean, he's a top 10 running back. Even if he's 12, he's a top 10 running back. I'm, I'll say it that way. He is that good, that impactful, um, both as a runner and a receiver. Now, I think there could be a debate as to how much you want to use him in that way next year if you really want to overload the plate and have him catch 60 to 70 balls while also mm -hmm. being the lead back and which one of the two youngsters is better. So mm -hmm. if Kevin Harris is the better second year running back, then I think Ramondre takes a few carries away from sort of the early down lead back work and trends towards pass catcher. If mm -hmm. Pierre strong is the guy that has the big off season who takes that next leap, then maybe Ramondre stays more as the lead back, the power back, the, the horse and maybe Pierre Strong takes some of those third down change of pace type roles. But I don't know. I find it hard to believe I would list 10 running backs that I'd rather have than Ramondre Stevenson. Valst, you were just uh, Foxborough filibustering there. I just ran through a bunch of running backs uh, just in the AFC alone. I can't think of but maybe two or three I would mention in the same conversation. Now, I would also say the modern NFL 
running backs change very quickly. The top running mm-hmm. backs for the most part, but whether it's injuries and guys miss a year mm-hmm. or two, you know, the, the Christian McCaffrey's of the world, the Saquon Barkley's who have been great injured and gone great again. Like they, they kind of ride that zigzag roller coaster, which is why you get very, which is why you hesitate about signing them to long-term deals, which is what Saquon Barkley is facing right now in a pivotal offseason for the football giants. Yeah. I, um, I would never, or I've, come close to the point where I would not sign a running back to any sort mm-hmm. of a big, I would still draft one high. I know a lot of people would say I wouldn't even draft one. I would still draft one high. Cause I actually think, you know, as, as we talk about value on contracts, if you get a running back for the first five years, that's actually what you want. And then you kick them to the curb, right? Yep. And, and you then, let someone else pay him. Thank you very much for your service. Off into right? that good DeMarco Murray night. Exactly. Uh, back to the Facebook we go. Will Bailey Zappi get a chance to compete for the starting job, or should I just look at him as the backup this season? That's Sean Cotter. Sean Cotter. Not Sean Carter, Jay-Z. Sean Cotter on Facebook. I would, uh, if it was Sean Carter, I would have questions for him about his uh, family. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, I would look at, in my opinion, Bailey Zappi as the backup. I know we had the Burt Breer report that they don't see much of a difference or much of a Mm -hmm. gap between Mac and Zappi. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I'd prefer to believe what Bill Belichick was selling, Robert Kraft was selling last offseason about how good Mac was, franchise QB, how the leaps he had made in his second year. We've seen the workout videos he should be making. Well, mm-hmm. I don't even know if he's going to make leaps because I don't even know what he was doing when he was leaning against the wall and lifting his leg like a dog I, urinating I, I, on a I, fire hydrant. But <laughs> um, no, Mac is the starter in my mind. I, yeah. I don't know if I would go the over my dead body route that Tom mm-hmm. Curran went, um, but Mac is the starter. Agreed. I, I would take it would take a massive I can, more regression from Mac Jones uh, and it would take a massive uh, not growth spurt, but just huge levels of progress for Bailey Zappi. And he would just every day from late May until late August would have to honestly turn heads, impress and just flat out outplay Mac Jones. And if Mac every Jones day. has any every day, legitimately Agreed. every day for four straight months. Agreed. And if Mac Jones has the tennis brat level of compete, the psycho killer Keska say that he said that makes him worthy of starting in the NFL and worthy of the affection and admiration of Patriots fans, then he should be able to beat out Bailey Zappi. And if he gets beat out by Bailey Zappi, then fare thee well. Thanks for the effort. And can I return my kids Mac Jones jersey? Or maybe I'll have to tape a Garoppolo on there or something. But I, I see him as this backup this season. It would take a Herculean effort by Zappi to beat out Mac. Real quick, Back are to, we just closing yeah. the door on Brian Hoyer? Hoyer's still under contract, has guaranteed, I think it's like one point something guaranteed money. Is Brian Hoyer on the roster? Is he not on the roster? What, what, what's your projection for Brian, the old man Hoyer? I do not believe Brian Hoyer will be on the roster this season. Okay. I don't I don't see any need to carry Hoyer. I mean, you do you really want, I mean, I know you had to play your third quarterback in just the fourth game last season, but holy smoke, do you want Brian Hoyer on the roster eating up a million and a half dollars? I love the quarterback coaching. I love the offensive. Maybe Billy O'Brien will say like, hey, I need this guy around, Bill, but really? Well, I don't, and and you don't need him on the roster. I don't think you're going to lose him. He's not going to sign with anybody. So he might be on the practice squad. He might be on the practice squad that isn't really the practice squad of people that stay living in Foxborough, even though when they're not on the mm-hmm. roster and are expected to come mm-hmm. back kind of role. Um, but, I mean, you, you not only point out the Patriots, you used your third quarterback in the fourth week. The NFL started 
did it reach 70 last year? 70 starting quarterbacks. It was like 69 or 70 starting quarterbacks. Yeah, Miami would like to talk to us about this. The San Francisco 49ers have just right. entered the chat. So okay. All right. Maybe. I'd like to keep him loosely in the family, ready to go. Yeah. Even though I, I'm not, I don't think he's good, but at least he can right. go out there and hopefully. You know, him. like how how do you feel about living in a um subsidized apartment courtesy Robert Kraft in the Franklin Norton Norwood Attleboro area, Brian? It's not an apartment formerly owned by Aaron Hernandez, is it? All right, our next question. We move on to Twitter at Donald3324. Do you see the Patriots going after wide receiver one via free agency or the draft, or will we do a Bill O'Brien-style double tight end Smith Henry as the focal point of the offense and then maybe give Kendrick Bourne more time in the slot? Are we still doing this double tight end that includes Smith thing? Mm -hmm. No, we're not. Yeah, people see, I'm telling you, like there's that popular narrative, the double tight end because of what happened in 2011 with the universal talent of Gronk and Hernandez. I can't say this enough. Billy O'Brien, I love him. He's not a miracle worker. No one's gotten anything out of John o. Smith. No one ever will. I can't even spend any more time on it. I, can't, I just can't. I can't. I mean... Okay. I'd love to see. I'd love to see him. I would love to see John o. Smith have his best season as a Patriot. I would love to see Hunter Henry get back to 2021 levels, if not maybe even like 2017 Chargers levels this year with the Patriots. We'll see. I believe all. I believe everyone who catches passes, everyone who throws footballs, and everyone who runs footballs will see their stats surpass the paltry statisticals of 2022. But like you said, the guy's not a damn miracle worker. Come on. Last one, back to Facebook, Todd Nirenberg. Hey, with Billy O back on board, have we seen the end of relying on the screen pass as the primary form of advancing the ball? As the primary form, probably, but I would not discount it. The screen pass has been a staple of the Patriots offense for 20 Forever. plus years. Yeah, yeah. Since, since it became the modern Patriots offense. So I think it will not be as predictable. It will not be as um, ineffective, uh, quizzical. But you will still see the screen pass as a um, as a decent portion of the Patriot offense, just like it was under McDaniel's, O'Brien, Weiss, everyone else. Um, so yeah, don't don't kick it to the curb. Just maybe utilize it in a more functional fashion. I I agree. I just don't think you're gonna the quick game will not be what they default to on a regular basis. You will not be hearing any other defensive or offensive coordinators saying, "Oh, it looks like an offense that's being called by a defensive coordinator." Correct. But I will just continue to beat this drum. The I think that Marcus Jones should be on offense full time drum. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like to see him with screen passes in his hands. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we, we want to get rid of those. And can I can I also point out, uh, Andy, when you when you think of Westwell, just as far as like the effectiveness of the short game, if you will. When we think Bill O'Brien on the offense, everyone goes to the two tight end set. Everyone thinks prime Gronk and these the. the uh, offensive football weaponry of Aaron Hernandez, 2011, one of Brady's best seasons, Woodhead, Ben Jarvis. What year did Wes Welker have his best season as a pro football receiver? Um, I Is this a rhetorical question? Or no, it's not. 2011. Yeah, I thought it was 2011, but I wasn't sure. He was an absolute monster that season. I think you think 2007, he burst onto the scene. Yeah, He also had a massive season that year. He had Wes a lot of Welker, He did. Again, maybe the most underrated former New England like Patriot of all time. Honestly, I don't think we can ever state overstate 
how good Wes Welker was in the six seasons he played for the Patriots. He was a pro bowler all those seasons. He was first team all pro or second team all pro veritably every season. He was unstoppable. You know, he is the root of Foxborough frauds. I, to me, he's the perfect example Ooh. of somebody you people turned on who gave everything he had to you for an extended mm -hmm. period and was truly elite. And you people turned on him. Because of Edelman or because he left or because both. of the contentious nature both. of his relationship kind of with Belichick? Thing. The contentious nature, the, the fact that Edelman replaced him and was clutch, admittedly, at times, but also for the drop in the Super Bowl, that was a bad pass, the twisting. We all know the story. Mm -hmm. I just, the way he has been treated by Patriots fans. Shameful. I, I do. I, I find it shameful. And it's the big, it's tr Foxborough faithful. My ass started with Wes Welker and the way you people treated him. I mean, uh, has Welker, sorry, sorry for the uh, old man memory portion of today's program. Uh, and we wrap here. He's gotten his red jacket, correct? No. What? No. You've got to be kidding me. No. And I'm, I don't know. How people, we have to write this wrong. Guys, Pats fans, anyone listening, if you've made it this far, I know we, uh, 50 minutes in where I know we're supposed to, we should have wrapped a while ago, but like got folks. You have to like, we got to, we got to, this has to be a thing. You have got to be, I'm sorry. I haven't sworn this entire podcast. You have to be effing shitting me that Wes Welker is not in the Patriots hall of fame. I believe he is. He borderline deserves to be in the NFL hall of fame. Gail Sayers style for the six years he had in new England. I believe he is at least a one time, maybe two time finalist that reached fan voting, but I don't believe he is. Uh, oh. I'm almost certain he's not in. Wow. Uh, I'll do but, it. Um, I'll do it right. I'll do this right now. We talk about all these other guys. Mankins needs to be in. Will Amendola be first ballot in a couple of years? Here you go. Uh, my gosh. Is well uh, pro football hall of fame. Welker um, in his first two years on the ballot, Welker failed to make it past the initial round of voting. This is, uh, that was that's in the pro, pro football. That's yeah. pro football hall of fame. Uh, yeah, he's yeah, not because last last spring Paul Perillo wrote um, a thing about Welker being part of the the nomination process. But there you go. Yeah, v Wilfork made it last fall. Okay, and it was uh, w Vince Wilfork, Wes Welker, to the, uh, along with Malloy, Fairbang. Okay, yeah, 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 I got it. Um, yeah, there's still a lot of people that deserve to be in there. Vrabel, Mankins, for sure. Uh, Parcells will never see the, the light of the presented by Raytheon Patriots Hall of Fame day. That's sadly. the option. Welker might win the vote if it's Parcells versus Welker. If you put that vote on the ballot, it, that he might win that vote. Otherwise, I think he's going to struggle with the the Mankins, the Vrabels, the whoever else you put him up against. I think he's going to struggle. Yeah, and he's also currently a receivers Brady's. coach in the NFL, so it might be. Yeah, gee whiz, I, you can kind of ticket and target that one for five. Yep. <laughs> oh man, like. I, wow. Okay. All right. Well, we'll just sort of leave it there. I, I, yeah, th that, uh, that bears revisiting in a future date. Okay. That's, that sucks. Now you see why it has bothered me and changed the way I viewed the fuck. Wow. Now I'm mad about that. Like these are your people. No, I remember the time on the radio, we were having a random back and forth. Might've been me and Ken might've been me and Ken Laird or something. We were talking about the slot receiver position and the impact Welker had. And I said something along the lines of, Welker was the best slot receiver on the Patriots ever, maybe in NFL history. Yep. You know, Ed Edelman was the better overall football player. 
And mm -hmm. I got a phone call a few days later from Edelman's dad, good old Frank, our pal, friend of show, friend of Foxborough, saying like, listen, uh, you don't know all the things that Jules had to do for the football team. You know, well, Wes was great, but Jules was the whole package. And I was like, Frank, I understand. I got it. I Believe me. Listen, you're, you're, I love you. I don't want to ever end up on the wrong side of Bubs's pops. I don't want to, I don't want to be left in the rain with one arm tied behind my back with you chucking footballs at me. Right. But like the purity of what Wes Welker did, the slot machine, like he revolutionized a position in the NFL, like something like it. something he did, something he touched remains forever changed in the most popular game in North America. Like that merits, that merits bronzing, that merits uh, discussing, that merits being embossed forever in the minds of football fans. And it will be eventually. And I hope I so. Hope time heals all wounds kind of thing. But um, he, he's going he's gonna to have his struggles based on who's ahead of him in the list. And as the list grows and changes with guys retiring uh, every day. But yeah, we should probably all put right. a bow on That's it. That's it. I'm putting my Welker jersey on later today. And I hope, uh, uh, I hope other people will try to remember him more fondly. And we turn and pivot back to remembering how great he was. All right. Solid pod, Andrew, as always. We'll be back next week. At Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, at Jumbo Hart. And, of course, we'll be on Sunday if you have a chance. If you're out doing some yard work, maybe you're basking in any snow that might possibly fall. It could be on the slopes. Put the AirPods in, the Odyssey app on the phone. If you get good service high atop the mountain, we'll be on 11A to 1P on Sunday as well. Back next week with a couple hot pods for your Patriots fan listening, enjoyment, and pleasures. Until then, and as always, this has been Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. For Fitzy, for Hart, for our producer Turpin Beyond, good day, God bless, and as always, go Pats. See you.